Welcome. Welcome. I'm excited. There's a giant keyboard here, and so I'm going to be teaching from the floor, which I like because I get to hang out with you guys a little bit closer than normal. We are in week two of a series called The Power of Same. Now, uh, just I want to take a moment. Uh, it's spring break. We had uh, our worship leader, and most of our band is on spring break, and our, our, our other worship leader is on spring break and all that. And so I was like, dude, I, I, we really need someone who can come in and just uh, share, share Jesus with us through music. And uh, man, Daniel, thank you for coming out. Chris, Alyssa, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right, well, this series, this series has is, is been a response to, to seeing some exciting life change happen uh, through our, our students. We had baptisms a couple weeks ago, and as I talked about, I got, I got fired up about that. But but it can't just be uh, a moment of excitement. It needs to be something more. And so last week, uh, I talked about p- uh, passion versus zeal. And, and I said this, this is the bottom line of last week. It was passion is excitement, but zeal is commitment. Chase zeal. Okay, we talked about how, how passion, maybe, maybe you saw someone raising their hands during worship. Passion is raised. Passion isn't bad. There's nothing wrong with passion, but, but if that's all it is, it, passion will fail. Zeal will, will carry you through um, maybe you saw someone raising their hands during worship, and passion raises its hands during worship, but zeal resists, tempta- ah, zeal resists temptation when no one is looking. I can talk. All right. But uh, guys, this week, I, I want to talk about something a little bit different, but also kind of similar to that zeal idea, and I want to talk about grit. I want to talk about grit. You guys are like, yes, I'm so glad that I came here this morning to, to hear about grit. But uh, Look, I, I, there, there's this part of us that I, I think that all of us are striving for greatness in some capacity. We want to achieve highly. We want to, to live greatly. We want greatness. But I don't think that we realize that if we want to chase greatness, we need a, a, little, a little something uh, behind it. Guys, uh, I'm going to say right now that there is an enemy, an unknown enemy that we don't know about, and that enemy is good enough. Good enough. We, at any point in your life when you're doing anything, with you, if you're in a sport, if you're in music, if you're doing your homework, you reach a place where you're like, this is good enough. I have studied, I guess I've studied, you know, well enough for, for this test. Like, I've worked, I've worked pretty hard. You know, spring training is coming up for baseball. I don't know if you guys, you're not, there you go, nice. That, you know, you know you're, you're in the batting cage and, you know, you said you were going to come and you were going to take, you know, 500 swings, but you took 300 and you're pretty tired, so that's good enough. Go home. You know, uh, something, something like that. And, and the enemy of greatness is good enough. So what if greatness required a little bit more than just good enough? I want to talk about something. If you guys have been coming here for a while, you know that I'm going to talk about basketball too much. And so this morning, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite players in the NBA, Steph Curry. Okay? How, how many of you guys know who Steph Curry is? Yeah, right? Pretty much. You know, he's got little, the cute little uh, baby girls and it, his wife and gets you a, an Aisha and all that stuff. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Steph Curry, he is unbelievable. I just want to list off a couple of statistics. Literally, I could do this for like an hour, but I'm going to try to limit myself to about two minutes, okay? Uh, so he is widely considered the greatest shooter of all time, and he's only 28 years old. He just turned 28. Uh, now, the record for most three-pointers made in a season was 269 back in 2005, held by Ray Allen. Jesus shuttles worth himself. None of you get that reference. All right. Uh, and <clears throat> now Steph, Steph Curry, he broke that record in 2013. 
And, and then, you know, he, he kind of faltered a little bit. He didn't break his own record in 2014. But then he, he broke it again in 2015. And you're like, man, Steph Curry, he's, he's pretty good at this whole shooting thing. And, and then this year, uh, he broke the record again with 20 games left in the season. And he, uh, he's, already, he's already at like 315 three-point makes for the season. The, the previous record in 2005 was 269. His old record was like 282. And he's already at 315, 320. And there's still a bunch of games left in the season. So he's projected. He's on pace to hit over 400 three-pointers this year. Just shattering a record that has been around for, for you know, just, it, it, that doesn't happen. I literally, I find myself watching the TV and I just laugh out loud alone on the TV. I'm giddy watching him. He'll make something and I'll go, <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to find you guys a really cool highlight video if you're like not super familiar with Steph Curry. I wanted to show you what he was all about and I couldn't really find exactly what I wanted under like 15 minutes. So I thought I'd show you the highlights from just the fourth quarter and overtime of one of his recent games against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Check it out. Curry from downtown. It's good! Curry from way downtown! It's a four-point game! With multiple timeouts, neither has a foul to give. Curry from downtown. Puts it in! Stephen Curry! It's a two-point game with a minute and a half to play. Green's made some huge defensive plays. Curry for three, nails it. Ten three-pointers, back-to-back games with ten threes, and he ties his NBA record for most threes in a season. That was like two weeks ago when he tied his old record. Curry, another three. Oh, it's good! The Curry eruption continues! A tie game! They do have a timeout. Three, Decide not two, to use it. Curry, one. way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six tenths of a second remaining. And you've got to press up. Robertson just a little late, but that's just... I mean, <laughs> that's about 35 feet out, well beyond the 28-foot mark. And now with six tenths of a... So that's just from fourth quarter and overtime of one game. Yeah, right? You can clap. You can clap. Clap for greatness. Clap for greatness. Yeah, but, and I'm, I'm happy to bring this all to you after the Spurs beat the Warriors uh, last night. All right, anyway. Uh, but, but guys, I mean, he's unbelievable. He's so great. He won the MVP last season, the most valuable player, and he's projected to, to potentially win the most improved player this year. Like, that's not a thing that happens. This guy is unbelievable. I've never had more fun watching basketball in my life than watching him. Uh, but then I, I came across an interesting quote a couple months ago. His, his former head coach, Mark Jackson, said this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you guys this quote about what he is doing uh, is actually hurting the game of basketball. So he said this. He said, Steph Curry is great. Uh, Steph Curry's the MVP. He's a champion. Understand what I'm saying when I say this. To a, to a degree, he's hurt the game. And what I mean by that is I go into these high school gyms, I watch these kids, and the first thing they do is run to the three-point line. You are not Steph Curry. Work on the other aspects of your game. <laughs> he's not just a knockdown shooter. Uh, that's not why he's the MVP. He's a complete basketball player. You see, these people, they see greatness, and we all want greatness. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, like probably more recently than I want to admit. You know, I, I went out to my driveway, you know, as like a, a senior in high school and pretended to be somebody, you know, hitting a shot as the buzzer went down. I mean, like, I, I think that all of us have like some element of us wanting greatness. Uh, maybe you're, you know, you like the worship band, I'm sure there's like times when, you know, Ant is up here playing and he kind of like goes away and he pretends like he's in like Led Zeppelin or something like that. Like, guys, I, 
you know, we're, we're striving for this incredible greatness, but we don't realize what it takes to attain it. So I just want to have some fun this morning. I invited uh, Dale, and he's uh, on the Corona Varsity basketball team. Dale, why don't you come on up? Yeah, give it up, give it up for Dale. All right. So, uh, so Steph Curry, he, he does some warm-ups, and somehow we misplaced our, our second ball this morning. Uh, so he's not going to do exactly what he does, but Steph, he just does like a warm-up drill that um, if you're ever watching a game, he does this uh, pregame. Um, and then you just, let's see, what, let's see what Steph does to warm up, and then you can show us what you do, all right? He's got the, the double ball going on, just kind of no hesitation, he's got it. All right, okay, all right, it's not too crazy, right? All right, so let's show us how Dalen warms up. Show us, show us, are you nervous? Not at all. All right, okay, nice. All right, show us what's up. We might be witnessing greatness right here, all right? All right, Dan warming up, okay, all right? Now show us a little something, come on. <laughs> okay, all right. The spider. I don't think I've ever done that more than like two consecutive times, and you're just kind of going, and that ball's kind of flat. All right, nice, nice, good work. Give it up for Dan. Give it up for Dan, all right. So that was like Steph Curry's like, you know, warm up, nice and casual. But he does this other drill in the off season and uh, he uses this new technology and it's called, uh, it, uh, oh, strobe, strobe glasses. So have you ever like looked at a strobe light, like at a concert or something like that and you're like kind of losing your mind? Uh, he wears glasses that project strobes into his eyes while he's dribbling and then throwing up another ball with his other hand and catching it. All right, so let's just check that out real quick. This is him building his coordination because he is a complete player. He's not just a shooter. He has to learn, uh, build his coordination in all kinds of different ways to become great. And uh, no one in the league works harder than Steph Curry. All right, okay, so I don't have strobe glasses because I'm not super fancy, but I have sunglasses. These are my sunglasses. Don't look too cool in them, okay? All right. All right. All right, now, Dan, I want you to try to, to dribble with one hand and then throw the ball up in the other hand, all right? You ready? <laughs> no hesitation. Come on, catch. Throw it. Oh, whoa, oh, 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 okay, all right, nice, nice. Here, keep going, keep going. Give us a little more. Oh, oh, see ya. All right, there we go. Take this, take this drill, take this drill back to coach, and you guys can win another title next year. How about that? All right, all right, give it up for Dalen. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Just kidding. All right. Now, now, Dylan, I, like, you work pretty hard, right, for basketball? You're not playing around? Yeah, all right. But, but I think that, uh, that greatness, we don't realize all the things that are happening behind the scene that, uh, that you have to do to attain greatness. And so this morning, I want to I talk about how we can, last week we talked about chasing zeal, and I want to chase something different. I want to chase what it takes to attain greatness, and that is what, what we're going to talk about is grit this morning. We're going to talk about grit. Now, look, maybe you're like, man, I don't care about greatness. I'm not like super athletic. I'm not, you know, whatever. Look, I, I want to challenge you that everyone in here would attempt in some way to pursue greatness for the Lord. See, God has made promises to us. God has made uh, promises to us. There, these are three scriptures I'm about to, about to quote. They're, they're kind of commonly taken a little out of context. But the general principle is that God has made a promise to you that, that he's got a good plan for your life. And maybe some of you guys are sitting in here and you're going, Matt, my life isn't that great right now. And, and I want to challenge you that if you, if you push grit, 
then maybe, maybe you'll get uh, to attain some of these promises. So uh, first promise, Jeremiah 29, 11. If you guys have been to church for a long time, you know uh, all these verses. Uh, this one says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That sounds good, right? All right, okay, that's, that's a good promise. All right, let's, let's check out the second promise. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul talking in, uh, in Philippians 4.13. Tim Tebow, he was all about the Philippians 4.13. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Um, and he probably wasn't talking about winning a basketball game. But, uh, but uh, he said, I can do anything uh, through Christ who gives me strength. And then finally, this is my favorite one. I talk about this all the time. John chapter 10, verse 10. And Jesus is talking to, to his people and he says, For I've come so that you would have life. Uh, oh, sorry, the thief comes not only to steal kill and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus wants you to have life and to have it to the full. So these are good promises, right? But sometimes I feel like we're like, okay, cool, like, God, that's awesome that you promised that, but like, what about me? Have you looked at my life lately? Uh, We're going to watch a video a little bit later, and there's a quote from that, and it says, in his name, you are unstoppable, but receiving this promise requires perseverance. Uh, throw it up on the screen. In his name, you are unstoppable, but receiving this promise requires perseverance. You know, I, I don't think God was ever going to just like hand it to us, right? Oh, wait, he, he gave us his grace, that free gift that his son uh, gave us when he came down to earth and, and died. Uh, that's what Easter is all about. Uh, Good Friday, we'll be here at the main auditorium, 5.30 and 6.45, come to a Good Friday service, and we'll remember Jesus' death, and we'll remember his suffering, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. It ends uh, on Sunday morning when Jesus uh, has risen from the dead, and we have victory in that. So that's a free gift that God gave us, and we have that grace, and we're like, okay, God, you gave us grace, and then for some reason we think that God's just gonna, like, make everything in our life perfect, right? Do you ever feel like that? Like, man, all right, okay, God, I got your grace now. Everything else is good, and and we think that we can just sit back, and because God has done the work to to save us, that, uh, that God's gonna do everything else for us. But look, God is asking us to take some steps to attain these promises that he's given us. And, and greatness requires grit. That's, that's what I'm just going to say over and over again this morning. Greatness requires grit. What, what is grit? What is grit? I, I would say that grit is zeal over time. Zeal, zeal we talked about, like, it's, it's more than just passion in a moment, uh, but it's when our, our passion finds a direction and a purpose that it becomes zeal. So if we have that, that passion and direction with a purpose, over time it becomes grit. Grit is this. Grit is a tenacity after all energy has been expended. Grit is all about the long run. We, we look at God and we say, look, you made these promises to me. Why aren't you doing this today? Why aren't you doing this tomorrow? And then, then maybe you have a conversation with your small group leader and you're like, well, sometimes, you know, you have to this takes time, and, you know, you have to be patient and all this stuff. And then, like, two weeks go by, and you're like, God, why haven't you fixed my whole life yet? Right? Right? Don't we get like that? Aren't we so impatient? I'm impatient. I'm so impatient. I do not like waiting in any context. I remember when I was in college, I used to go to the dining hall, and they had, like, you know, ten selections of uh, lines where you can go, and they'd make you really good food. And I would literally just, like, go to, like, the crappy burger line because it was shorter. They had, like, something amazing right here, but instead I chose, like, the soggy burger line uh, just because it was short and I didn't have to wait. But I think that a lot of us are choosing the soggy burger line in our life, in our faith, where God's saying, hey, chase after me. Look, I've got something really good for you. Come get it. 
and we're going, yeah, but like this right here, this sin is easier. Right? Look, the, <laughs> this is something. Uh, we learned about grit as a staff at Sun Valley a couple months ago, and I've been all about, all about grit for a little bit. And uh, one of the things that, that, that we learned was that grit development demands difficulty. Grit development demands difficulty, and I keep finding myself anytime I'm doing something that I don't want to, where I'm just like, grit development demands difficulty. Like, I just kept saying that to myself uh, over and over again. But it, but it demands difficulty. The arch enemy of grit is this. It's ease. The arch enemy of grit is ease. Look, nothing in the Bible says that, that this is going to be easy. God says, here's my grace. All right, now come follow me. And the disciples, like, when he, when he talked, when Jesus, he was alive, and he, he was walking on the earth, and he called these men, just normal men, to follow him and become his disciples. And he said, come follow me. There's no part of that that was going to be like, hey, this is going to be really easy. Like, um, you're going to work on Monday and Wednesday from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, and then, you know what? You could take, like, every other Wednesday off. Actually, just take, take Wednesday off. It's just going to be Monday from 2 to 4. That's all it's going to be. No, he never said it. They, they dropped everything. They left everything. Imagine everything that you cared about. They just left it behind and started following some guy who said that he was the son of God. And you're like, man, I hope I'm right. Look, th- this idea that life is going to be easy is false. And if you are just going to walk through everything hoping that your life is going to be easy and that every day is going to be easy, and you're like, well, God, I'm with you, so things should be easy now, uh, I think that you're going you're gonna to be surprised when real life hits you. So grit development demands difficulty. Look, grit grows every time you prove to yourself that you can accomplish something difficult through tenacity. <laughs> this is something, another thing we learned as a staff there. You must assign yourself difficult tasks and find ways to complete them. Okay? So you're like, Matt, I don't think I'm very gritty. We actually took a grit test, and I was like, I think I'm not as gritty as I should be. It like kind of challenged my resolve a little bit, and I was like, okay, I need to be, need to be more gritty. I must assign myself difficult tasks and find ways to complete them. So I got married a couple months ago. <clears throat> And uh, one, of my, one of my key things about, like, my character, and I would even say grit, is that my wife cares about the environment more than I do. Uh, our apartment complex does not recycle. And so I, in my head, I don't recycle. Why would I recycle if there's no place to recycle? But there's a place just down the street, like seven or eight minutes, in a dark little rough area, and it's got some recycle bins. And by golly, if you want to, you could take your recycling there instead of just throwing it away. And, and so my, my loving wife has said, no, we're going we're gonna to recycle. Like, we care about the environment. And I'm like, do we? No. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so uh, she, says, she says, well, well we're going to recycle. And honestly, this is like a joint effort. She doesn't uh, make me take out the recycling. She could totally take the recycling out. But, you know, as, as the, the man of the house, I feel like, I, okay, I can serve her in this way. And so this has been my number one character test. I keep joking about this. This is my number one character test since we got married. Because, look, I could take the, the recycling bin downstairs to the dumpster right across from our apartment. I could just dump it out, and no one would know. She would never know if I did that. But I said no. <laughs> Grit development demands discipline. You must assign yourself difficult tasks and find ways to complete them. 
And so, I, gosh darn it, I put that little blue bin in my car, and on my way to work, I drive it to the little ghetto blue thing that's almost always overflowing, and I have to, like, get out and, like, push it down so that my recycling isn't just blowing everywhere and, and all that stuff. But, okay, that's a silly example, right? But, but I think that it's the little things that we need to increase our grit in. That you're like, man, I don't think I'm that gritty. I give up pretty easy. I give up really easy. You know, I, I get excited for God in a moment, and then something gets hard and I bail out. Look, you don't have to do some big, giant, life-changing, world, you know, whatever thing. You don't, have to, you don't have to have the biggest idea ever. But if you just start with the little things, I believe that it can increase grit development in your life. I, uh, as a student ministry team, there's nine of us on staff, and we decided that we were going to split up into three teams and do fitness challenges. Uh, all four Sun Valley campuses. Uh, Alyssa, she was saying here, she's from East Mesa. Ronnie's on my team, so we've been losing a lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, actually, it's mostly my fault, too. Last month, we had air squats, and air squats are hard, and Miguel, the high school pastor at Gilbert, is the Hulk um, like, literally the Hulk, and he did, like, 3,000 air squats on the first day, and I was like, uh-uh, and I did, like, none for the whole month, because I was like, done. But we started a new challenge, and grit development demands difficulty. You must assign yourself difficult tasks and find ways to complete them. And it's distance running. And I have not the body type for distance running. I have large legs. Really, they're good for nothing, but not, not for running. They're not good for distance running. And I got this weight, and I feel like every step I take is just pounding and like grinding and all, and it's brutal. But I said, you know what? This month, I'm not going to be like the, the worst person this month. And, and so I decided I was actually going to do it. I went out and I got myself like a cheapo Fitbit, and it's been keeping track of my steps, and it keeps track of my distance while I'm running and all that stuff. And, and each night we go and we enter our distance in, and I will tell you that every single run that I've been on this month, I've thought, this is good enough. I thought, this is good enough. This is all I've got. Like, I'm pretty tired. I work today. Like, whatever. But there's something in me where I'm, this grit stuff. Look, it, I, I just keep thinking about it. Not that I am personally gritty, but the, 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 thought, the, the thought that I need to increase my grit. And I said, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And uh, guys, I'm not going very far. <laughs> Uh, you know, I only ran a few miles the other day, but I was saying like, hey, that's a few more, that was the longest run I've been on since high school. So, you know, it's something. And, and we need to find ways where we can increase grit because grit, it spills over into other areas of your life. There's something wrong with like our generation and I'm included in that where uh, our, our generation, we graduate from high school, we graduate from college, and we feel entitled. We go out into the workforce, and we say, oh, you, you owe me this. Well, oh, I actually wanted this time off, so uh, I'm not going to work here if you don't give it to me. Whereas, like, every other generation, they show up, and they say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and, and they, they just kind of go for it. And I'm like, well, what's, what's the difference? And I think that, that we, we aren't very gritty. And, and when we're not gritty in our, our schoolwork, in our athletics, in, uh, in any extracurricular area of our life, then we're not very gritty in our faith. If you find yourself giving up over and over again in your school, if you're way behind in school, and you, then you look at where you're at in your faith, and you, you kind of see yourself slipping, guys, there's a correlation that we must increase our discipline. 
Anything is possible in his name, but, that, but receiving that promise requires perseverance. This isn't fun. This isn't fun, right? Like, I don't want to, okay, cool, work harder, grind, grit, like zeal. That's not as much fun. It's way easier to just sit back. Guys, the March Madness is on right now. It's way easier for me to just sit back and watch basketball for literally my entire life than, than it is for me to go out uh, on a run. But my promise to you guys right now, even though there's basketball on for the rest of the evening, uh, when I get home, at some point before basketball ends, I'm going to take a break from basketball. I'm going to go for a run because I'm going to try to increase grit. Um, just a, a thought. Don't just deliver, over-deliver every time. You have a, a goal for yourself? Don't, don't set this low goal and then, you know, well, I'm, I'm like 80% of my goal. I'm good. Deli- over-deliver. Over-deliver. Man, I, this, this stuff is, I'm, you know, I say this a lot, like I'm preaching to myself more than I'm preaching to you guys. I'm definitely preaching to myself in this. The enemy of greatness is good enough, and we don't serve a good enough God. We serve a great God, and he's calling us to greatness. Hebrews 10, 36 says this. It's not on your screen, but just listen to me now. Uh, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. This idea, the power of same, it comes when we, when we do things, and then we do them again, and then we do them again, and then we do them again. The power of same comes when we do it again. Whatever, whatever thing, whatever task you're going to assign to yourself, maybe it's something little this week. I, I said this to a student I, uh, earlier. They were talking about, like, oh, I just, I'm not good at reading my Bible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, literally, I challenge you to read one verse every day this week. That's it. One verse, read one verse, and then you read one verse, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, uh, that, that you go to God, and you pray, even when you don't want to, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, and then you do it again. Next thing you know, you're understanding the promises that I read off. When, when, I, when I talk about John 10, 10, about how Jesus is saying, I've come so that you would have life and have it to the full, you're going, I get it now, because you have learned through perseverance that his promises are real. And, and my challenge to you is to not give up. That whatever, wherever you're at in your, your faith, maybe you're in here and you're like, dude, someone just dragged me to church. I don't even care about Jesus. I don't know Jesus. Um, you know, that, you can have your skeptics, all that stuff. That's, that's totally fine. We're really glad you're here. Please ask me questions. I'd love to talk. But if you're in here and you call yourself a Christian, don't give up. Don't give up. Perseverance. Grit. You're unstoppable in his name. But receiving that promise requires perseverance. Man, he, he had one little thing in there that, that just stuck out to me. And he said, little is much when God is in it. Right now, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're feeling despair. I don't know if you're feeling like, like you can't keep going. Whatever it is, you have some obstacle in your way that you can't seem to overcome. I want to give you a couple challenges, and then I want you to take one thing in your life that seems like it's an obstacle you can't break through, or one thing where you need to attain greatness, one way that you need to increase grit. Think about that right now. Think about it. Everybody close your eyes. Close your eyes. Think about it. Maybe it's your schoolwork. Maybe it's, maybe it is basketball. Maybe it's, it's the way you talk to your, your parents. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a lack of a relationship. 
Think of that one thing that you need to increase grit, where you need to, to persevere, to push through. All right, you got it? Open your eyes. Everybody look. Right here, there's a couple things that are going to go up on the screen right now. Uh, it says this. These are quotes from the video we just watched. Press until something happens. Pray until something changes. Push until something breaks. Look, we aren't meant to be held back by, by the crap that's in our life. We aren't, we aren't meant to be held down and captive and, and in chains. See, we have a, a God who said that you are unstoppable in my name. He's just saying, persevere. Do it again. We're going to sing a song. It's called Set a Fire. And I think that's what we need right now. We need, we need, it says, set a fire within my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. That's what we need. Right? That's what we need. So my challenge to you is right now, stand up, stand up, come to the front and sing. Look, if, if you're like, I don't want to sing because I'm a bad singer, who cares? There's a bunch of bad singers in here. I hear some of you guys sometimes. And it's good. It's good. Maybe you, you've never sang out loud before. Maybe just mouth the words and that's the first time you've ever done that in here. Or maybe you're like, man, Jesus, I'm all about some Jesus this morning. Throw your hands up. Throw your hands up and worship. God, you're good all the time. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Let's get some worship on.